Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on this Sunday, the 22nd of October, 2023. So we're getting closer and closer to Halloween. And then you know what that means as soon as Halloween is over. Well, actually, not even over. As soon as it is Halloween, poof, welcome to Christmas. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I was at Target yesterday, and like, they're starting to put Christmas stuff out yesterday. So I know like when I go this week to Target, which, by the way, is one of my favorite stores, and my nieces and my sister-in-law. like uh, We can live in Target. I can live in Target. Just throw me in Target, and I am happy. Literally, I'm a happy girl. Um, it's Christmas. So here we go. But before then, we got a lot of hockey to go over, right? So let's go over Monday, which was also the blue carpet um, blue carpet event. And I'll go over the fashion stuff later because I have a keen observation and a keen eye on a couple things. All right. So Monday, of course, it was the bromance boys. Kreider and Mika. I mean, those two, when they have a two-on-one, you you instantaneously know that Mika is going to give the puck to Kreider and Kreider is going to score. I mean, nine times out of ten, Kreider does. So... You know that that's going to happen. Um, those two are just like a hand in glove, milk and cookies. They just go together. And the chemistry is so dead spot on. And you cannot separate this two. Um, I know in the beginning of the year we are talking about maybe moving Kreider off that line, but you can't. You cannot move Kreider off that line with Mika. They need to be together. Um, and like, my God, how slick and smooth is Foxy? I mean, the Monday's game, he made some great offensive plays and and passes and he made also some great defensive plays too and keeping the puck um in the zone and he just he was just on fire on monday i literally have to say um but that doesn't surprise me because he is the best defenseman in the national hockey league there's no question in my mind that he's the best and he he just reminds me so much of brian leach in so many facets of his game he reminds me of brian leach Okay. And then, of course, we had Brad get a goal on Monday as well. So he got the pass, and instead of passing it back or making an extra pass somewhere else, he just took the shot and he scored. And that's what we've been waiting for. That's what we've been wanting Brad to do, which I'm going to get to Brad from last night. But that's what we want him to do. We don't want him to overthink things. We don't want him to make extra passes that he doesn't need to make. We want him to shoot the freaking puck. And then, of course, Igor um, being the wall that he is with the penalty shot. Um, Thursday, can we just skip talking about Thursday? Because, like, Thursday, they were like, the old team has returned. And the old team was the bad team. The team that doesn't know what the hell they're doing out there, and they're just, like, sleep skating. I mean, basically, that's what they looked like on Thursday. They were sleep skating through each freaking period. Um... As we like to say in, like, business world, no call, no show. Okay. And then last night. First of all, I liked last night, before I forget, I like the line of Cooley, Heedle, and Lafreniere. I like those three together. I I really like those three together. Not, not saying that Panarin shouldn't be on that line. I just like those three together. 
they looked pretty good. And obviously, we had a goal scored on that line when they go through it together. But anyway, uh, my question is, did the wheels fall off Wheeler? Did the wheels fall off Wheeler? Because where is he? If we're going to have him on a third line, he needs to show up. If not, he needs to be moved to the fourth line. And we need to move one of the fourth liners up to the third line. Because, like, I, I really think he should be on the fourth line and VC should be on the third line. That's just my um, thinking. Um, but last night, you know, Bread had the shoot mentality. He was on fire last night. It was almost a repetition from Monday's game where he was shooting first, shooting first, shooting first. He wasn't just pegging, making passes. And when he did make a pass, he made a beautiful pass. So I hope that means he's, his mentality is changing. It looks it, but it's game five. Kako, now here's the thing. All right, so Truba, you have, like I've always said, Truba has like a great shot. So he has a great one-timer. He had a one-timer. Kako in front, Kako got the rebound and scored the goal. That's what I'm saying. You never know when you're going to create offense, and you're never going to know if you don't shoot the puck if you're going to create havoc in front of the net and possibly score on a rebound. So Kako got that. Of course, Laffy. Now, Laffy created plays. He also created the play where he actually scored from the pass from, from Philip Heedle. So he had the puck behind the net. He passed it. He got in position. Heedle had the, had the puck, saw Laffy in front, made that beautiful, beautiful pass. And Laffy finished it. So, like I said, that line is working really good. Um, I'm really happy for Laffy. See, look, look at... You're not overthinking. Like, Lexi is not overthinking. You can tell he's not overthinking. And you can tell he looks like a different player already. He's having fun out there. Of course, he's got his cheerleading vibes, which I'll get to later. My little... <laughs> a cheerleader knows another cheerleader's vibes. Huh. All right. Anyway, he's a vibing boy. Okay. Um, but he's not overthinking. He's skating. He already has a skill. He doesn't have to worry about his skill set. He just has to worry about that mindset. Like, that mindset is going to be so crucial as we head into January and February and then beyond. Um, it's important now. That's why it's important now to set in that mindset. You can't just, like, like you know, Keonji Miller. Oh, my God, I can't even talk this morning. Well, I'm half dead. I mean, let's just think about this. The game ended at, like, what, after midnight? <laughs> no, I'm lucky I'm breathing. I should have been out like a light. <clears throat> the lights should not have been out in Seattle. Um, which I'll get to in a second. But, like, Laffy. So, we're talking about Laffy. You know, the mind and the Miller. Like Miller said, oh, we just got to flip a switch. You can't just flip a switch. That's not what the championship mindset is. So hopefully, Alexi is developing that championship mindset right now. And it looks to me like he is. Like all you people who've given up on him, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You really should be ashamed of yourselves for giving up on him. Because 
talent is one thing, mindset is another, and then coaching is a whole other ballgame. So yeah, so last night in Seattle, like I'm like it's it's ten o'clock over here on the East Coast when they're playing. I had I drank espresso at like I don't know what time, but I was I was wound up for a while from the espresso. This is why I don't drink espresso, unless I really just want to be hyper as hell. Um. So, and then they have the lights don't work. You are in an arena that's brand freaking spanking new. Would you guys forget to pay your electric bill? I should have been out like a light at 10 o'clock. I don't care what day it is. If it's late and I'm exhausted, I go to bed. But I'm, I'm rather wake up early in the morning than go to bed like really late. And it's weird like with my sleep schedule. Like, I have a sleep schedule because I do. Um, I like mornings better than nights. But... I can still hang and be up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning if I have to. And then that's when you drink espresso in the morning to just keep me awake from falling and hitting my head on the ground. Anywho. And everybody who thought it was all over with and done with with Jonathan Quick. Oh, he's finished. Look at him. He sucks in the preseason. Oh, my God. We, maybe we're going to trade him or release him. Maybe they're going to let the the kid, Dylan, from the Harper Wolfpack come up, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He looks fucking fantastic. And he got the first win in his first start. Remember how last year, unfortunately, with our backup, we had to wait, I think, like seven games before he got his first win? Um, Jonathan looks pretty darn good. And it was good break for Igor because you saw that um, in Thursday's game when he got pulled. He really needed to be pulled. He had it. He needed a break. Mentally and physically, he needed a break. If you're going to ride with him, you got to give him a break. And it was good that he had this break. So, anywho. So, we'll see what happens as the year progresses. But I'm going to say this again. There are going to be ups and downs in this month of October and on this road trip. There's going to be. They're not going to win every single game. If they do, that's freaking fantastic. If they don't, don't, don't freak out. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, I know I heard the interview on Thursday from Chris Kreider, and he said, oh, we, we know the system already. No, it, you know what? I have a problem with that. You, you, Sure, you may know what the system is, but executing the new system is a different story. Knowing it and doing it are two different things. Um, and I don't like when players are afraid to say that they're still learning things. Because it's almost like, th- like that was like his ego doing the talking, not him doing the talking. Like his ego had to be like, oh no, I know what we're doing. I know what it is. And then... But the reality is they don't know what it is 100% because they still make they still make mistakes, which is okay. It's okay to make a mistake. I know you're professional athletes, but it's okay to make mistakes because that's how you're going to learn through your mistakes. And if you don't learn, you're going to make the same mistakes until you learn. But it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay because you're going to make mistakes. We've seen them already. We've seen mistakes. 
But like I've said, it's owning up to the mistakes, acknowledging the fact that you made something, that something negative happened, and then pressing on with positivity. That's the championship. That's part of the championship mindset. It's not denying the fact that you're not perfect. Oh, I, you know, I have to, I have to tell everybody I'm perfect because if I don't tell everybody I'm perfect, then they're all going to get mad and upset and the fans are going to be upset. I'm going to say this. The true hardcore fan is going to understand that you have a new coach, you have new line mates, you have to gel, you have to have chemistry, and you have to learn what the coach wants you to do and where you have to be. That's what the whole month of October is going to be. The bandwagoners aren't going to give a shit. And the people who don't understand hockey from their ass, from their elbow, are not going to... Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. (laughs) Screw them. Um, Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. But anyhow. Anywho. Now, the championship mindset is a very difficult thing to grasp. Not That's why not too many athletes have it. You know, and I keep talking about the big dog and the little dog, but that's exactly what it, it is about. That's the mentality. And you can tell, you can tell which athletes are trying to change their mentality. And that's a good thing because remember, every day you should be learning, growing, and evolving. Every day. That's all of us, not just the athletes. If you're not learning, growing, and evolving, then there's something mentally, physically, and emotionally wrong with you. Because you should be. Um, I, you know, you learn something new every single day. You evolve. Um, and I'll get to that later on too, because I have something to talk about. But that, with being an, having an open mind, I'll talk about that in a minute. Just trying to look at my notes at the same time as I talk. Sometimes that's not easy. Okay. Let's go into, I'll talk about, let's talk about fashion for a second. I'll just quickly go into this. I have to put it on. So, yes, I was very amazed at some of the fashion choices. I have to say right now, I am surprised how great and amazing Foxy actually freaking looks. Even from last night, he was wearing like this long, like, you know, um, long coat. He looked freaking amazing with, um, with a blue suit and his tie totally like brought it out in him. But then he has the jacket. He has the coat like button, like the top button buttoned, which just brings out his personality. His personality is changing. He's evolving. See what I'm saying? He's evolving. Even you can tell through his fashion. It's just amazing to see. I just love seeing that. I love seeing people evolve. I love seeing people evolve. Um, okay. So... Right, Will Will Cooley had like an awesome suit on the blue on the blue carpet, purple. So he had a purple suit with a purple tie, um, checkered. 
he looked amazing and a light purple shirt. See, guys, you don't need, you want to make everything blend together. Blend, blend, not just look like a circus clown, like some men do when they have certain colors. But if you're going to wear purple and you're going to stand out, you have to make sure everything like matches. So like the tie is a combination of his jacket and his shirt. I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. Like I said, Foxy was freaking ass amazing. Here he's wearing a brown, dark brown tie with a white dress shirt with the light brown jacket. And he even has like the handkerchief in the pocket. My God, Foxy is freaking amazing. I am very impressed. See how he's evolving? And he's really, he's also evolving on the ice. He's doing a one, he's doing a 180. Not, not, not like we needed him to evolve. Eager always looks put together. Always top notch. And Mika too. I mean, my God, Mika and Igor, two top notch guys. I'm never really disappointed with anything they ever wear. Um, now let me talk about Laffy for a minute. Oh my God. Now I know some of you are making fun of him online. And you know what? Screw you people for making fun of him. Because it's so hard for men to stand out with fashion without getting made fun of. And I was so fucking impressed by Laffy. You have no idea how impressed I was. I'm telling you now. But oh my God. The green jacket with the dark green tie and like the brown like khaki pants that he had on. That oh my god, I love that. And that combination was so cool to see. He's evolving and growing before our eyes right there. Because he's not afraid to do that. That shows me that he's he's maturing. He's not afraid of what people think. He's getting a little bit better of growing a little skin because you know, you tough skin. You gotta grow some skin. You gotta be sometimes you gotta be tough. When it comes to fashion, especially for men, but that's also showing me his mentality. He's getting a little tougher. Well, that's what I like to see. All right. Um, Panarin always looks top notch. I mean, when does he not? Um, red maroon, red maroon tie with his dark gray suit. Loved it. Shoes black. Now I want to talk about Lindy for a second. I'm so happy that you did not come in that blue freaking suit. I really want to burn that suit. I'm not kidding. You wore it 52 times last year. You better not fucking bring that shit out. I'm telling you now, you better not bring that shit out. You better have burned it. I don't, I don't care. Give it to Goodwill. First of all, gray is his color. He's wearing dark gray. So he's got, the only thing is the tie should have been like a little lighter, Lindy. Like, so if you're going to wear like a dark gray suit, you want your tie to be a lighter color, not a dark color because it blends in with the suit. But his belt looks good. He's got a nice belt. He's got a nice pair of shoes. He looks good. Gray looks good on him. And um, um, question, Lindsay, are we growing that sexy beast beard again? If not, um, you need to shave your neck. Okay. Even so, I shouldn't see the hair on your neck. It should just be under your chin, by the way. Okay. Um, so let's go and talk about... Oh, Kako looked amazing. Now, I'll tell you something about Kako. 
Kako had green suit, dark green, and he wore a brown tie because brown and green are two great combination colors together. Amazing. I mean, literally, I was, see, evolving. Kreider always looks good. Miller can never disappoint me with his fucking fashion. He is top notch. He reminds me of Henrik Lundqvist because he is top notch. Don't mess with me fashion. Truba. Okay. Now, Truba the second night looked better than the first night, the first home game. The first home game on Monday, he looked like disheveled. Um, hello, your hair wasn't combed or brushed or whatever. Like, you just, like, woke up from a fucking nap. Um, your tie is crooked in this picture. Whoever took the fucking picture should be ashamed of themselves for not telling you to fix your tie. Because when I take photos of models or I take photos of anybody, I make sure they look fucking good in their pictures. Okay. I like the dark, I like the dark tie with the light gray. See? See, Lindy? He, take it from Truba. Light gray suit, dark tie dark colored tie if you have a light if you have a dark colored suit light tie um and then of course we have you know uh schneider always looks good too and look at his hair he parted his hair he looks amazing um yeah your second your second day troops you look so much better and more put together and then laffy looked awesome freaking ridiculous and make of course looks good and I saw one, somebody took a picture of Vincent Trotrek in his light powder blue suit. I love that freaking suit on him. It just brings, it brings all the Italian out of him. <laughs> it does, though. It just brings, I love that suit on him. So, I mean, see now? Style is important, number one. Two, it helps bring out your personality. Three, it helps you evolve. Four. It helps you grow. Mentality is important and how you look, you feel. So if you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you look good. When you have those combinations in your head plus the big dog mentality, you're unfreaking stoppable. That's why I always talk about fashion as well for men. Because, well, I'm into fashion. Fashion is my passion, but still. Still, it's part of the championship mindset. Because when you feel good, you look good. When you look good, you feel good, vice versa, right? You're unstoppable then. That's the big dog mentality that, like, you know, that's when people say, oh, my God, you're, like, so savage. Yes. And I know it. And I feel it. And I walk it. And I talk it. So it's not just me walking the talk. It's me, it's me talking the walk. Vice versa. You always got to make sure you can do things vice versa. You just don't do things one way. Okay. I got to get rid of all these stupid pictures. Um, okay. So that was fashion. <laughs> um, so someone on, you know, Mark tells me, you know, something yesterday on, on Twitter because we we're talking about, like, um, theme songs. So I have to say, I am nothing if not bluntly honest. And sometimes, with me being bluntly honest, some people can handle that shit, and some people can't handle that shit. That's not for me to worry about. That's not my problem. If you can't handle me being bluntly honest, that's on you. 
So I'm just making that statement because, you know, Mark knows me. So he knows I'm bluntly honest and he can handle me being bluntly honest. There are some people in this world that cannot handle me being bluntly honest. But that's who I am. And I don't change for anybody. So with that said, I'm just going to talk about Let's just mention, so Truba is going to be, so Truba's having a little caboose. The Truba train is expanding. <laughs> He's having a little caboose. <sighs> I thought, you know, you know, if you don't know what a caboose is, go look. And it's a little tiny engine, it's a little tiny car that is the end of the train, if you didn't know that. My dad's into trains, so I know. I know what every freaking part of a train is. Okay. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, so congratulations, Jacob. I'm, you know, I know I said last podcast, if you had any kids, who's going to take care of them? Because, like, I'm trying to get you to focus on that in a sec, in a, in a sense, because Kelly better not be forced to quit being a doctor. That's coming from another woman. Woman to woman, no way. No freaking ass. She better not be forced to stay, be a stay-at-home mom. But I was thinking this. All right, so here's an idea. Here's an idea, because I told you, like, you're going to have a nanny. Don't be, don't get upset. Like, I've seen parents, I've, I've dealt with parents for a very long time. When you're, when you're a teacher and when you're, when you're a nanny and when you're a coach, you deal with kids all the time. I've seen parents get so jealous of their kids loving me more than they love them. And I've dealt with it. And I'm just telling you right now, if you're going to have a nanny, take care of your kids, don't get upset when they run to the nanny and they don't run to you. Okay. But I had an idea. You know, like that website, um, WebMD, where people go and they diagnose themselves and then everybody then comes to like Facebook and like Twitter and they're like, oh my God, we're dying. Um, maybe. See, Kelly's so smart where she has skill being a doctor maybe she can kind of like be a doctor consultant and create a website where she can then give advice and consult people who then need to go see a doctor like she can give live advice to people like people can contact her through this website this is me being spontaneously thinking of this but where then she can create things and she can work from home. So she can still be a doctor and help people while taking care of the baby until the baby can go to school. Now, your kid can go to school, and I always say this, to put kids in daycare, like when they're six months old. Even younger than that, like when they're three months old. I know it's hard on parents. But when your kid gets used to being in daycare, your kid will never have to worry about getting used to being in school. Because I've had so many kids have separation problems with from their parents, where they sit. But the, the, I had one kid one time like sit by the window, like crying hysterically, because his mommy left, and he literally sat there by that window the first day of school the whole entire day. He didn't cry. He wasn't screaming, so that was good. But he missed his mama all day, and I was so sad. And I was like trying to get him to pull him away. He did get pulled away for lunch and he did eat with the kids for lunch. And I remember him playing a little bit, but he was by that window almost the whole entire day. Now, of course, you get kids that like kick and like scream and then, oh my God, that was the part. And then, and then the parents feel guilty 
Never, ever, if you're a parent, feel guilty about dropping your kid off. Never come back. I always tell parents, say goodbye, leave, turn around, go. They'll be fine. That's why I always get, like, to know, like, what they're into. So if you have a kid and you're giving them, you're sending them to daycare for the first time, always tell the daycare teacher what they like. Well, they like Elmo, or they like Bluey, or they like, you know, Paw Patrol, or they like whatever they like, you know, whatever cartoon characters, or like, or whatever TV shows they like, or they like to color, or they like to build with blocks, or whatever they do. Because that helps them get distracted when mommy has to say goodbye. But mommy has to say goodbye. Never sneak out. That's the worst thing I've had parents do that shit. Worst thing ever. Don't do that thing. Don't sneak out. So, Jacob, congratulations, but I'm going to tell you right now. And I knew your wife was pregnant at Kreider's wedding. I knew from the picture I saw of Kelly that she was fucking pregnant. And she looked like she was three months ahead. She looked like she was three months. So, Kreider got married in September. So, I'm going to gather that Kelly is due in February. Another February baby. (laughs) There's so many people born in February. It's amazing. Um, my, my, my nephew's born in February. My sister-in-law is born in February. I have a cousin born in February. Hey. But that's awesome. And don't take off your wedding ring. Because I notice there are times when you're wearing that and you're not wearing it. You better fucking have that wedding ring on. Have it on. And my niece freaking ass loves you. So here's what I'm going to go. Here's, this is where I'm going with this. My niece freaking loves you. You guys do not realize the impact you have, even on small kids. But yet, come last tu- this past Tuesday with your freaking stupid debacle of the meet and greet with the season ticket holders. What the fuck was that? Like, you all made them change the date to 5 p.m. Those guys that were there. There was five dudes that were there. I, I want to say Cooley has nothing to do with it because, like, he's brand new. And all the other guys were, were on this team already. Um, so you made them change the time down to 5 p.m. So people who have to drive to Manhattan to MSG for this had to make sure they got there for 5. Yeah, everybody again on long freaking lines to go get the signatures and meet guys. So Kaka was there. I know Miller was there. Panarin was there. Will Cooley was there. And I'm forgetting the fifth guy. Oh, my God. I can't think who it was. Anyway. But you all left fucking early to go to your team's Halloween party? Who the fuck cares about Halloween? First of all, I'm going to say this about Halloween. I know I'm going to get probably some trash for this, but I'm going to say that. Halloween's for kids. It's not for adults. Halloween is for children. I know adults love Halloween, and good for you if you like to dress up in some stupid costume that you're going to wear for about... Two, three hours, and then you're never going to wear it again. You know what Halloween's like? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it into dating and, and relationships. It's role-playing. That's basically all it is. Like, some guys like to role-play in the bedroom that, and be something that they're never going to be and make the girl be something that she never is or never will be. Like, you know, I'm the burning, <laughs> I'm the burning, Um, uh, you know, I'm the firefighter. The guy's the firefighter, and she's the burning siren. <laughs> she's the burning house. Like, you know, I don't know. Some stu- siren. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm thinking about it. Um, 
like, you know, or she's the French maid and you were the, you know, the man of the manor. It's make-believe. It's fantasy shit. Do you really need to have a Halloween party? You guys couldn't skip it this year? Because the way you treat people that you don't think you need tells people your character. And you had kids crying that day. Okay? Kids were crying on that day. Because they couldn't get in. They couldn't get in, first of all, because the lines were too long. MSG does a sucky job at that shit. They need to hire actual event planners that know how to do that shit. And and plan for events. Because they don't know what they're doing. They hire people who are, are uneducated in event planning to plan the event, people that they have there. And they also have people who don't know how to market. FYI. I've seen it myself. But I don't get it. I don't get you. So going back to my niece. So should I tell her, Jacob, that you don't give a shit about anybody? Should I just tell her, well, you know, Auntie asked Jacob to sit down with her to do coffee with the captain. But, you know, Jacob is being an asshole. And he does, this, he does what all guys do. He just ignores you if, if you don't mean anything or, you don't, or he doesn't think you need you. He doesn't need you. So he does that shit. Should I tell her that? You're going to have a kid now. Vincent Trochek has kids. I'm surprised about him, too, not getting back to me either. Well, Ryan's in La La Land, so it doesn't surprise me one freaking ass bit. And unfortunately, Lexi didn't sign till later. Um, but yeah, Ryan is in La La Land with communication. He doesn't know how to communicate. Um, he has communication skill problems. Um, but like, so Vincent, like, you want your kids to deal with that kind of shit and have people treat them like they're like they're trash and that they don't matter because that's exactly what kind of example you're setting and that's the kind of example you're setting to jacob and you're going to become a parent remember that the what how you treat other people you don't think you need your kids see everything they see everything they hear everything they pick up everything you mold them you are your child's first fucking teacher not, not me. I'm not your first teacher. Like, when people come to school for the first time and it's like, you know, three-year-olds and I have them in my classroom, well, when I was a teacher, I'm not their first teacher. The parent is their first teacher. That's where they learn all this fucking shit. That's where they learn about hate. That's where they learn to judge people. That's where they learn about sexism. That's when they learn all this stuff. They learn it from you. Remember that the way you treat others that have n- that, that you don't think you need sets your character and shows who you are, and that's what you're going to show to your little one. Period. And leadership is crucial in these type of situations. So yeah, I'm like you know not shocked that you haven't posted any of your fucking Halloween stuff. I haven't seen anything about the Halloween party posted, but I knew that it happened on Tuesday. I knew it happened on Tuesday. Shame on all of you for pulling that shit. Those season ticket holders spend a buttload of money, and they should have gotten the full fucking two hours. And it should, the time shouldn't have changed. You should have just not showed up at the Halloween party. So you don't, you're not there. Big toonie woonies. It's just Halloween. 
And you don't do Halloween like kids do anyway. Adults, all they do is drink anyway. I mean, that's all you do. Drink and talk. You're doing that now on the, on the road trip. You don't need, you need to have a party. You could have something on. You could do something together as a team. Goodness gracious. God almighty. Oh, all right. Flipping gears. Dating. Okay. I, I want you all to hear some of the shit that women have to deal with on dating apps. Okay. These are text messages sent by dumbass men to these women. Here is one. He said, um, mark my words. If I ever find out in the future that you use the excuse to take advantage of my life, that the rest of your life will not be so pretty for you. And she goes, what do you mean by that? If I ever find out that you use the excuse of having a headache to avoid me or to only hang out with your family when you promised you'd only like me, we have serious problems. Are you kidding me? This guy is threatening abuse. This is what's on a dating app. For all you men, this is how you suck. Okay. Number one. Number two. Um, this is a single mom. She goes, yes, I have, I have a kid. So he goes, single moms are forever alone. And she goes, LOL what? And he goes, my every guy over 30 life. Like, first of all, can we learn how to fucking talk? Grammar counts in text messages. Can we learn how to speak? And he goes, she goes, ah, sorry, dating, he goes, dating isn't what it was, and it never will be. If you want something short, I'm game. Otherwise, I'm good. And she, she, he goes, you, so she goes, you should try to read my profiles, bud. And he goes, don't call me bud. I don't have time to read shit. That's the problem. See, this is, this is the Ryan Lindgren era of what's called, we don't know how to fucking communicate shit. <laughs> this is this is the Ryan Lindgren era. Okay, now this poor woman is a single mom, and she's try. I, first of all, here's my feeling on single moms: if you have a small kid under the age of ten, well, thirteen, you should not be dating. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. Your main focus should be raising on that kid. Once the kid gets over thirteen and can start like taking care of himself or herself, and She's going to go to high school. Then start dating. But take care of your freaking ass kid. I see so many parents, and I used to babysit a kid, unfortunately, that mother was a single mother. And she left the kid with me with 103 temperature, and we're now gallivanting. And then I had to call 911 because the kid was, like, throwing up. I don't even know what the kid was throwing up. The kid didn't even eat. And the kid was throwing up, like, something. It was disgusting. And it was, like, very upsetting. So. First of all, every so dating isn't what it was and never will be. That's because of you fucked up men. <laughs> there you go. First of all, I'm going to explain this again. Girls should not have to chase a boy. A man, whatever. We don't have, we shouldn't chase. You guys, that's your job. Your job is to get the girl. The girl's job is to let her know that she's available and she's interested in you. And then you're supposed to go get the girl. Why is that so difficult? 
Like half these relationships that people have today wouldn't exist if the girl didn't go out of her way to get the guy because you guys don't know how to communicate. First of all, you throw pickup lines on us. Like, oh my God, stop with the pickup lines. I don't know how many guys slide into my DMs with fucking stupid shit, which then I ignore because I can tell that you're not smart enough. Goodbye. Third of all, third of all, just communicate again. If you're not interested in me, let me know. Don't ghost me. Don't be rude and disrespectful. Just say, you know what? I'm just not really interested at this time. But, and you can always throw in the butt, but maybe we can chat sometime. Or maybe we can be friends. Or, but I just don't feel the vibe between us. Bingo, done. Thank you. I have more respect for that dude. More respect for any guy that goes out of his way to do that. Like I said last week, the guys that I like to date, they're, well, first of all, they're over, they're 22 and over. Okay. But I always have an open mind. I have an open mind to new possibilities and new experiences and new adventures. And I always have an open mind, which is part of, of the championship mindset because you should always have an open mind to different possibilities because you never know what's going to take place and happen. You can't read the future. That's why it's important to meet people and talk with people and vibe with people. For example, Alexa Lafreniere, cheerleading vibes. I feel those vibes, boy. I feel those vibes. I know the vibes of all the guys just by seeing their presence and feeling what they look, what they're doing. And you can tell a vibe just by staring at somebody, just by observing people. You don't necessarily have to be standing next to them either. Some people are good at that. I'm very good at that. But anyhow. Like, I'm open-minded. Like I've said, I know I just want to date a hockey player, right? Well, you know what? I created this friendship with this baseball player. Who knows? I'm just friends with him right now. I'm not dating him. For those that want that are going to, like, bother me. I'm not dating anybody right now. Because I know what I bring to the table. I am the prize. The man must come to me. Get me impressed. If I'm pressed enough with you, I'm going to say, hey, I like you. Or like, you know, I did send Alexi Lafreniere a flirty little message. Hey, <laughs> up to you to do the rest. It's up to you to do the rest. Like it was up to Ryan to do the rest. Up to you to do the rest. Communicate. That's why communication is so important. Either way, communicate. Don't be a rude little asshole. All I care about is a guy to be mature, respectful, loyal, and know how to communicate. And you're set with me. That's it. That's all I expect from a guy. Well, I expect a lot more, but I'm not going to tell you what I expect. Because I'll tell you this. Here's a hint for all you girls. Don't tell a guy what you're looking for. Because chances are he's going to pretend to be that guy for about three months. And then after he gets whatever he wants, he's going to say bye-bye. And that's what's been happening with dating apps. And that's what's been happening. I'm telling you, that's exactly what's been happening. Guys go, oh, what are you looking for in a girl? Guys go, it's the girl. What are you looking for in a guy? And the girl stupidly goes, I'm looking for a guy who's this and that, who does this, who does that, who likes this, who likes that, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy goes, oh, I'm that dude. And then he is that dude for about three months. And then he goes, bye-bye. So don't tell a guy what you want. 
Let the guy fucking figure it out for himself. This girl asks, you know, asked um, us in this chat, my boyfriend and I have been struggling for nine months. They're young. Um, all of a sudden, he ended things saying he couldn't, he can't give me what I need, and he has some things to figure out. This was super random, and I really don't know what to make of it. Um, so I told him what to make of it. <laughs> that was easy peasy. When things become real for guys, they pull away. They pull away. When he have fucking feelings for a girl, they fuck, they freak the fuck out. Excuse my language. But they freak out because guys and emotions don't mix. They pull away. Give him space. Stop worrying about what you did to turn him off. You didn't really do anything to turn him off. He just freaked out. When he withdraws, it can be negatively impacting on her ego and her self-esteem. So you shift your focus and just get busy and distracted. Don't stop your daily routine and don't feel guilty about focusing attention to yourself. If he's ready and he wants to be with you, he'll come back. If not, you don't have to worry about it. You can find somebody else. That's how life goes. And that's how it goes with me. I'm not going to worry about you. I'm not going to worry about a guy that doesn't want to be with me. You don't want to be with me? Great. Bye. You saved me the time and the pain. See you later. I'll just find a guy that does care about me. And he can be anybody. 22 and older. <laughs> that's like, that will, I, that I will never not have an open mind about. Like, that's like stuck in me. 22 to probably 32. 22 to 32 and maybe 35. See? Open mind. Maybe. But I want a guy that wants to build with me. That I know. Um, like I said. And age has nothing to do with maturity. Because we've seen the guys on the New York Rangers team. Who look immature. Who act immature. And then all of a sudden then now they're mature. Like they got they, they mature the shit up. And then they level up. They level up. Like I talked about last week about leveling up. Like a guy. Doesn't want to level up. If that means he has to be a better man. Because if the woman is like, you know, a prize. He doesn't want to level up for the prize. But I'll say this. I'll do what most, girl, what most guys do. I'll think like a guy. Whoever is the best guy wins, wins me. There you go. You know, let the games begin. Um, but seriously... I have to feel the vibes. If you feel the vibes with me, then you know that we got something going. If you feel the vibes. If you don't feel the vibes with me, then we don't have anything and it's a waste of my time. Um, but then again. So, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done now. Um, yeah, so we're done. Um, I will talk to you all maybe sometime this week. And I'm working on podcasts with guests for next month. So we'll see what happens. And like I said, Jacob, it would definitely benefit you. It would definitely benefit Ryan. And it would definitely benefit Lexi. And it would definitely benefit Vincent. 
Chotrek, if all four of you met me for coffee and we had a conversation. I mean, is that so hard to do? Like when you come back, is that so hard to do? I don't think it's hard to do. I'm not asking for anything either. I'm asking for that. How difficult is that shit? And you meet me, you feel the vibe. We vibe. We talk. We chat. I record maybe a 15, 20-minute conversation between all of us. We have some fun. I have some fun freaking ask questions. And we talk hockey. And then that's a wrap. You want to stay longer? Stay longer. You want to leave? Go. I don't care. But like I said, the way you treat people that you don't think you need sets your character. So, what's it going to be? Bye.